Layers of misinformation and half-truths pollute the minds of men. It is Satan's approach. It is his power to keep the souls of men bound in cells of darkness. Halfness is bondage. Partializing is the leaven that leavens the whole lump. With God it is all or nothing. This is the nature of truth, and God's word is truth. Truth knows no opinion. Two plus two equals four. 3.9 just won't do. Can man find absolute truth? Absolutely. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, where the Word of God found in the majority text authorized King James Version of the Holy Bible is proven scholastically and pragmatically time after time after glorious time. Is your life filled with certain confidence? Would you like to be free from the bondage of sin? Would you like answers to all your questions? Would you like a life filled with God's love and eternal purpose? Today is the day of salvation. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said Matthew chapter 28 verses 8 through 14. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall arise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. God said, Daniel chapter 8, verses 15 through 26. And it came to pass when I, even I, Daniel, had seen the vision and sought for the meaning then, behold, there stood before me as the appearance of a man. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of Uli, which called and said, Gabriel, make this man to understand the vision. So he came near where I stood, and when he came, I was afraid and fell upon my face. But he said unto me, Understand, O son of man, for at the time of the end shall be the vision. Now as he was speaking with me, I was in a deep sleep on my face toward the ground. But he touched me and set me upright. And he said, Behold, I will make thee know what shall be in the last end of the indignation. For at the time appointed, the end shall be. The ram which thou sawest, having two horns, are the kings of Media and Persia. And the rough goat is the king of Grecia. And the great horn that is between his eyes is the first king. Now that being broken, whereas four stood up for it, four kingdoms shall stand up out of the nation, but not in his power. And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up. And his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. And he shall destroy wonderfully, and shall prosper and practice, and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. And through his policy also, he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hand. And the vision of the evening and the morning which was told is true. Wherefore shut thou up the vision, for it shall be for many days. Man said, These foolish doomsday prophets make me laugh. There is no end of this world, and certainly no judgment day. Now the record. 
The, the disciples asked Jesus about the end of the world in Matthew chapter 24. He tells of many events which will be indicators of the end, but of the exact day and hour he says this in verse 36. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 1 through 6 reads, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. The day and hour of Christ's return is known only to the Father, but we are given many event indicators which tell of Christ's return, where he will gather his church to meet him in the clouds, and also the end of the world as we know it at a place called Armageddon. This feature is an update in the ongoing series titled 21 Signs of Doomsday. At the end of this article, we will list all the God-said, man-said features that deal with this subject for your examination. The concept of doomsday is ridiculed by the skeptics. So it was by the pre-flood skeptics in the days of Noah. But one day it began to rain, and today fish fossils adorn the world's mountain peaks. Jesus said, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Today's skeptics mock the return of King Jesus to this orb, but be assured, it's beginning to rain. The original subject headers of the 21 signs of doomsday are as follows. 1. Israel, the fig tree, is budding, and the generation that sees it shall not pass till all is fulfilled. 2. The son of perdition, the return of Jesus for his church, and rebuilding of the temple. 3 the red heifer, four, Cohen and Levi, five, the world awaits someone, six, transgressors are come to the fool, seven, neighbors oppressing neighbors, eight, evil becomes good and good becomes evil, nine, as it was in the days of Noah, ten, men shall be lovers of their own selves, eleven, a famine for the word of God, twelve, many shall run to and fro, thirteen, Knowledge shall be increased. 14. One world government. 15. The Antichrist to rule the world. 16. One world religious system. 17. The mark of the beast. 18. All nations gather against Israel. 19. Ferocious battle kills two-thirds of Israelites. 20. Half of Jerusalem is taken, and one-third of the remaining Jews are holed up in the other half of Jerusalem. 21. Jesus Christ returns, and the Mount of Olives splits in two for the Battle of Armageddon. Featured updates would include, 1. The Temple Mount, the most volatile 35 acres on earth. 2. Letter of the Chairman of the Temple Mount to the Pope, demanding return of Jewish temple vessels. 3. The reestablishment of the Sanhedrin. 4. Iran seeks to bring on Armageddon. 5. Gaza increases anti-tank missiles by 900%. 6. Hamas vows to attack Israel if Israel attacks Iran. 7. Osama bin Laden's al-Qaeda is setting up shop in Gaza and upgrading weapons. 
8. United Nations wipes Israel off map during event called Day of Solidarity with the Palestinian People. 9. Between the years 2002 and 2003, anti-Semitic attacks increased 75% in England and 600% in France. Number 10. 2003 European poll of 7,500 people revealed that 60% believe Israel represents greatest threat to world peace. 11. Jewish Temple Mount Faithful Movement is prepared to rebuild Solomon's Temple. 12. The vessels needed to make sacrifice in the new temple are presently being prepared. 13. Students are trained to function in their duties in the new temple to come. 14. The robe of the new high priest to officiate in the temple has been completed. 15. Israeli, semi, uh, excuse me, Israeli seismologists predict a coming earthquake of devastating power along a major fault line that runs directly under the Temple Mount and the Mount of Olives. 16. Men's hearts failing them for fear. 17. Mountains fall down flat and islands disappear. 18. The heavens depart as a scroll at Christ's returning. 19. God empties the earth so that there are only a few men left. 20. The horrific seven-year tribulation. 21. The political spiritual agenda of global warming. 22. The doomsday rock. 23. The love of many waxes cold. The warning signs are up, and they are abundant. It's beginning to rain. Israel plays a pivotal role in the end of the world as we know it, in the first feature of the 21 Signs of Doomsday series, the following excerpts are found. Sign 1. Over 500 years before the arrival of Jesus Christ, God prophesied by Jeremiah in chapter 24 concerning two baskets of figs. The Lord showed me, and behold, two baskets of figs were set before me, before the, excuse me, before the temple of the Lord, after that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had carried away captive Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and the princes of Judah with the carpenters and smiths from Jerusalem and had brought them to Babylon. One basket had very good figs, even like the figs that are first ripe, and the other basket had very naughty figs, which could not be eaten, they were so bad. Then said the Lord unto me, What seest thou, Jeremiah? And I said, Figs, the good figs very good, and the evil very evil, that cannot be eaten, they are so evil. Again the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, Like these good figs, so will I acknowledge them that are carried away captive of Judah, whom I have sent out of this place into the land of the Chaldeans for their good. For I will set mine eyes upon them for good, and I will bring them again to this land, and I will build them and not pull them down, and I will plant them and not pluck them up, and I will give them an heart to know me that I am the Lord, and they shall be my people and I will be their God, for they shall return unto me with their whole heart. And as the evil figs which cannot be eaten, they are so evil. Surely thus saith the Lord, So will I give Zedekiah the king of Judah and his princes, and the residue of Jerusalem that remain in this land, and them that dwell in the land of Egypt. And I will deliver them to be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth for their hurt, to be a reproach, and a proverb, a taunt, and a curse in all places, whither I shall drive them. And I will send the sword, the famine, and the pestilence among them, till they be consumed from off the land that I gave unto them and to their fathers. 
Jeremiah was the prophet who proclaimed God's judgment against the rebellious Israelites. He was there when the Babylonian troops laid siege to Jerusalem and destroyed the Israelite armies. For nearly two and a half millennia, with the exception of a handful of years, Israel ceased to exist as an autonomous nation. In 70 AD, they rebelled against their Roman masters and were totally decimated. Jerusalem and the temple were destroyed, and their people were scattered to the four corners of the earth where they remained until the 1900s. Just after the many horrors of World War II, the United Nations declared Israel to be an official state. To be precise, it was May 14, 1948. After thousands of years, Israel was restored to the world's modern geographical lexicon, again a place on the world's map, a new budding nation. Keep in mind the new budding nation and the good figs that God said would return to their homeland, Israel, as you read what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, verses 32 through 34. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. See Israel as a nation on this website. Jesus said, learn a parable of the fig tree. A parable by definition contains a hidden parallel message. Much of Christianity sees the parable of the fig tree as Christ's referral to the Jeremiah prophecy. Israel represented in Jeremiah as the figs correlates well with the parable of the fig tree. The fig tree is putting forth leaves, and the figs are returning to Israel in droves to participate in the battle of all time, the battle of Armageddon. In the Lord's parable of the fig tree, he makes this telling statement in Jeremiah, excuse me, in Matthew 24, uh, verse 34, Verily I say unto you, This generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. This generation shall not pass. If our assessment of the fig tree and the 1948 emergence of Israel as a nation is correct, then the generation that saw 1948 will not pass until all that Jesus declared in the cited passages is fulfilled. Using the Bible lifespan of 70 years, as stated in Psalms 90, verse 10, simple addition of 70 years to 1948 yields an outside date of 2018. Keep in mind that Jesus did not say all would be fulfilled when the generation that saw the budding of the fig tree came to an end, but the generation would not pass until all was fulfilled. The fig tree has budded. End of quote. This feature will deal specifically with the role of the Antichrist. The following information is from 21 Signs of Doomsday, Part 3. This is important to understand this subject. Sign number 14 and number 15, 1 John chapter 4, 4 excuse me, verse 3. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Revelation chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. And they worshiped the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. 
and power was given unto him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Sign number 14 is one world government, and sign number 15 is one evil final world ruler who will be destroyed by the King of Glory. The Antichrist mentioned in the above passages is also known as the son of perdition, which means the son of ruin or the son of hell. This wicked one will rule during the great tribulation soon to come. He is discussed in Second Thessalonians 2 verses 1 through 4. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. This Antichrist will exercise power over all nations of the earth. How will this Antichrist gain control over all the earth with its dramatic and dangerous diversities? A vehicle to facilitate just such an organization was established in 1945, known as the United Nations, which is headquartered in New York City. The president of the UN is, in theory, the president of the world. The UN is gaining credibility more and more. The world looks to the United Nations as a broker between global conflicts. It is continually developing global authority. The UN is just such an organization that the son of perdition will commandeer in the final days of wickedness. The world's population has and is being conditioned mentally to accept the United Nations as a world arbiter. One day soon, in the midst of global chaos, the Antichrist could easily take his seat through just such an organization. He will rule masterfully and bring death and great persecution to those who walk righteously. Daniel chapter eight twenty three through 25, And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the fool, a king of fierce countenance, and understanding dark sentences shall stand up, and his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. And he shall destroy wonderfully, and shall prosper and practice, and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. And through his policy also, he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hand. The world's economies will prosper under his hand, and by peace shall destroy many. Those who resist this Antichrist and his peace will die. Those walking righteously before God will be a focus of his destruction. He will blame those who resist him in the name of the Lord as being the ones guilty of wars and global friction, and by peace will destroy many. The word of God declares, 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 2 and 3, For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. If our assessment of the budding of the fig tree is correct, then this Antichrist is presently alive somewhere on this earth and is being groomed to rule by his father the devil. We now have the World Bank, the World Court, and a myriad of other world organizations. The Organization for One World Government is in place, 
and the people's appetite for its authority and its leaders is being perfected, it's beginning to reign. Sign number 17, Revelation 13, verses 15 through 18. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak, and cause that as many as that would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, threescore, and six. When this passage was penned, there was uh, there were no checking accounts, direct deposit transactions, electronic transfers, uh, charge cards, debit cards, computerized banking, scanning systems, etc. In the above passage, the Word of God prophesies of a new system of commerce. This new system of commerce appears to be the perfect moneyless society where consumers no longer deal in hard cash. All financial transactions are conducted electronically under a consumer account number. This would be a marvelous idea if it wasn't for those who would take control of it. Several trial runs of the moneyless society have been undertaken in segregated communities in America, not for religious reasons, but simply to measure their feasibility. Such an electronic banking system would greatly reduce the cost of banking, personal theft, bad checks, bad credit, etc., and even bankruptcies. This would in turn reduce the cost of goods, improve the world's standard of living, and enhance personal safety. A great idea. This system with today's technology could easily be cardless and could also easily be accomplished without carrying of personal identification cards by simply embedding a code or identification chip of some kind in the right hand or under the skin in the forehead of an individual. This identifying chip located in your person could also give the government the ability with global positioning systems to locate you anywhere on this globe. Criminals could run, but couldn't hide. A good idea. The world's societies will all be controlled economically by the Antichrist. Unless you receive the number of the beast, which is 666, you will not be able to buy or sell. Revelation chapter 13, verse 17, excuse me. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. God's word speaks of the number of his name. Hebrew and Greek letters have numeric value. Much speculation has swirled around individuals in the past due to their wickedness and their numeric value and the numeric value of their name. And they may have been Antichrist, but they were not the Antichrist. The number of his name will be 666. The Antichrist will control, control the world excuse me, through its economy. The mechanisms are now clearly in view and could take hold relatively quickly. It's beginning to rain. End of quote. The Antichrist will rule through the economy. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, excuse me, verse 19 reads, But money answereth all things, and so it will be with the son of perdition. Systems are in place to transfer colossal amounts of the wealth of primarily industrialized countries to the oversight of the United Nations. A global tax is being considered. But even more insidious is the concept of carbon credits designed to solve the perceived problem of man-made global warming. See 21 Signs of Doomsday Update 5, Global Warming. 
America's new president-elect Barack Obama promises to burden the coal industry for their crimes against the environment with carbon credits so heavy that the industry will collapse in bankruptcy. He also predicts that the nation's electricity bill will skyrocket. This is a global tax in disguise. Wealth is power, and serious wealth shifting is in the works. In the fall of 2008, the world is watching a collapsing global economy. Major financial institutions have collapsed. Some of the world's largest corporations are on the verge of collapse. Unless market conditions change very quickly, various corporate bankruptcies and their spiraling down effects will be the news of the day for some time to come. But it is in this type of setting that the Antichrist will rise to solve the global financial crisis. He will be the one, a global hero, a god. Daniel 8.25 reads, And through his policy also, he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hand. Everything is nearly in place. The warning signs are up. People are presently in position to lead the way to doomsday. Whether now is the time, only time itself will tell. But be assured, it's beginning to rain, maybe pour. God said, Matthew chapter 24, verses 12 through 14, And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. God said, Daniel chapter 8, verses 23 through 26. And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the fool, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up. And his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. And he shall destroy wonderfully, and shall prosper and practice and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. And through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hand. And the vision of the evening and the morning which was told is true. Wherefore shut thou up the vision, for it shall be for many days. Man said, These foolish doomsday prophets make me laugh. There is no end to this world, and certainly no judgment day. Now you have the record.